Josh Harrod, and welcome to Chosen by Committee, the sexy, sultry podcast where we read and listen to every Pulitzer Prize winning play and musical since 1917, so you don't have to. Like I said, my name is Josh Heron. I am an elementary school teacher, theater critic, uh, summer break uh, sommelier, uh, and I am joined by West Coast Daddy, John Rosenberg. That was a weird version of that song. And uh, and my new favorite in-person drinking buddy, Christopher Munden. Hello. And today we are talking about uh, 1962's Pulitzer Prize winning musical, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. And that's in quotation marks because it's um based on the the title of a, of a book a character reads um i think it's also based on a real sort of book that was like a humor like a humorous business book that was in the 50s like a fake self-help book yeah but according to the library of congress it is actually in the business section oh um as i was wikipedia it today um I, is okay if I do this, I'll do the synopsis? Yes. All right. So, fucking God, yes. On an eager window washer named Pierpont Finch, um, who has a book called How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. And through voiceover, we get some of this advice. Um, and this book sort of like almost magically sort of helps uh, Pierpont like skip ahead. Um, and from the very beginning, the audience is sort of in on this. We have like a sort of a direct relationship with Pierpont. Um, um, he later, because the uh, head of the company is J.B. Bigley, he becomes J. Pierpont Finch. Um, and so we sort of watch uh, J. Pier- J. Pierpont. He also goes by Ponty. He also goes by Finch. I want to use these interchangeably. We watch Finch um, sort of. Try- pieces, baby? Okay. okay. Hi, baby. We watch Finch uh, sort of swindle his way into a mailroom job and then climb the corporate ladder um, until he becomes vice president of advertising. When a advertising scheme goes horribly awry, uh, he has to face consequences. Um, he becomes chairman of the board. And then he becomes chairman of the board. Um, along the way, there are um, there is sort of a love uh, I think a, a sort of a nice love uh, subplot with Rosemary, another a lady in the secretarial pool, um, and he has sort of this like uh, competitive uh, nemesis who is the boss's nephew named Bud um, Bud Frump, um, and uh, there is also sort of like a se- the boss's mistress, like a sort of sexy secretary perfectly named Hedy LaRue um and yeah the show is written by um Abe Burroughs and Frank Losser they're the team that wrote Guys and Dolls which is a personal favorite of mine um and as someone who loves musicals I grew up with this musical um did they write the book 
yes. They wrote the, uh, let me find the combination of who did what. I know Frank Lesser wrote the, Frank Lesser wrote the music and lyrics and sorry, Abe Burroughs, Jack Weinstock and Willie Gilbert wrote the book. Hmm. And the book is like the script. And um, I believe Frank Lesser and Abe Burroughs, just the two of them wrote Guys and Dolls, um, which in my mind is the um, most perfect musical. Oh, and just rolling um, of all time. Uh, anyway, what did you like about it, John? Or don't we start with what you what we what we did like? Yeah, we start with what we did like. Fun. Wait, so when did they write Guys and Dolls? Was this before or after Guys and Dolls? This is way after. Oh. They wrote Guys and Dolls. They also wrote Most Happy Fella, which is based on that play you really liked. Um, they knew what they the wanted. One... Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this is this is a personal favorite of yours, right, Josh? Personal favorite. Um, like I don't think "Gun to My Head." You say like top. You were in this show, right? Chris was in. I was not in it. I worked uh, stage crew for it in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, you but you were oh. you were never in this show, Josh. No. Oh, okay, got it. No, um, I've seen it live maybe once or twice. I saw the movie. Yeah. Um, I've never seen it. I don't think I've ever seen it on Super Professional. The only time uh-huh. I've seen it was from the uh, wings in high school. <laughs> I thought I, had, I thought maybe I'd been in it, but I was in. Uh, I had a bit part in Bye Bye Birdie, which yeah. was another musical our high school did. You were in Bye Bye Birdie. Uh, I had like I came on in a dance number as a Shriner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, my hat fell off one night. And uh, we had this. You, you never recovered. Since. Went all over the the stage, and uh, w- one place we went was underneath the table, and you're supposed to go underneath the table in the line and come out. And my hat fell off, so I just hid under the table for the rest of the scene. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. Um, so, Josh, what do you what do you love about this show? Well, what do you like about it? Because you're the one you I we so, I, so I think that like I'm probably the most positive, and you're like you really don't like it. But let like can we can you find something to like about it? Um, it just made me uncomfortable the whole time. <laughs> uh, about it, maybe. Do you do you enjoy? Is that like in a way that like oh yeah, good theater really punches you in the gut? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's what it was. Lean into discomfort. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> own it like uh i think it's hard because i've seen so many knockoffs of this mm-hmm. you know what i mean like uh either in the 80s or the 90s or whatever that like i'm familiar with the story and i know he's gonna win mm-hmm. um and like uh yeah, like uh, it's just, but for some reason, I enjoyed Fiorello way more than I enjoyed this. Hmm. Oh, weird. I mean, who knows? Maybe that's because I've like I've seen this and I can like picture it in my head. You know what it is? I guess what's weird to me is because around the same time there was the movie The Apartment. 
Oh, that's so interesting. Yes. And you know that that was made into a musical too. Oh, uh, what was that made into? Which came first, the apartment or this? I think this. Um, that became um, Promises, Promises. I think probably the apartment. Oh, is, that's, wow. The apartment became Promises, Promises? Yeah. Which is, I think, which is, I think, a very similar musical to this. Um, in fact, like, so this got a revival in, like, maybe 10 years ago during, like, peak Mad Men time. Oh, Daniel that makes Radcliffe. sense. We're... Oh, and then, yeah, yeah. And then Promises, Promises also got a, re, uh, a revival, but they aged it. It was normally set in the late 60s, and they, uh-huh. they set it earlier in the 60s to make it more Mad Men. The apartment was nice. So the, the apartment was so much better than this and earlier. I guess it's just weird to me. Like the, uh, I don't, I don't know why I had a problem with him winning, and just like the, the nature of like the corporate thing. Um, for some reason, his relationship with Rosemary bothered me, and I usually enjoy shit like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. For some reason, it just didn't. I got what it was doing, but it just it didn't hit it for me. Um, what did you like about it, Chris? And then I'll go on my. I liked. Hmm, um, I don't, it was really light. It was funny. It was. I don't know. Wait, I just realized I was supposed to say what I liked about it, right? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you tried. You tried. No, no, no. I think Chris is going to put it in in words that will describe how I feel about it. So go ahead, Chris. I also sorry. heard you say you feel like it's influential. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It reminded me of the 80s movie, The Secret of My Success. And I had thought... Uh, because I saw on Spotify that Matthew Broderick, uh, Ferris Bueller did a, a revival of this. And I was like, it was he in uh, Secret of My Success, but it was Michael J. Fox. Mm. Yeah. But it was that kind of like 80s spirit. I don't know. This, this seemed very like uh, of its time in a way. I thought it was interesting when it's like 1961, 62, you know, like the tail end of the, the 50s. like. Mm um american wealth business at, at its height right before jfk is shot right before like the turmoil of the 60s vietnam civil rights mu- movement uh the beatles and and like rock and roll it's like it's very like right before then it feels like secret of my success i looked it up it was 1987 which was like yeah like a similar time but I, I mean, I liked that it, it kind of captured that and it captured it. It was so unchallenging. It was like very solidly mediocre. Um, it didn't ask for good actors or, or good singers. It, but it was like, it was light and funny and, and charming in a way. Um, yeah. I will say, I'm in trouble. Okay. I don't, I don't know if I would defend this. Like I, I'm, I'm not sure this is a bullshit stance, but I'm like interested in exploring this. Is yeah. like, does something like like? So I actually sort of agree that I don't think you need like great actors or great singers. You need someone with a, a lot of charisma. Yeah, but like, 
is that a success of like writing? Like this thing just fucking works. Like you like put the pieces together and you do what this thing says. And it like is an inner, like that, like the, the thing itself is so sort of like well-crafted. It's crafted. It's entertainment. I mean, you describing the plot is like, what the hell happened in this? It was so thin. Like he rises up the corporate ladder but like you could see like you'd go to the theater and like the song at the end, you're coming out singing a song, which I was like, oh, I know that song. And then I realized, no, it just sounds like when the saints go marching in. Mm -hmm. That's, why, oh my God, yeah, that's yeah. why I think I know it. Like, I, I don't know it, but you would maybe like sing that. And like five minutes later, you would forget what the hell you would just <laughs> <laughs> you been like, I was kind of entertained by that while it was happening. Um, I mean, I think it, ha I do, okay, so can I go into what I like about Please. it? Please, what did you like about it, Josh? Um, well, so you're right in that The Apartment came first, and I'm sure there's other works, but it's the first Pulitzer Prize winning play that we've read, we've experienced in this series that takes place in, like, the American office. So, Is like, that true? Yeah, nothing's taking place in, like, a corporate, like, this feels the most, like, like, this feels like, it feels like a very 60s work. So that's sort of cool. Um, it's interesting that it's like, certainly before like women's live. Um, yeah. And like maybe second wave feminism is like starting. Maybe, like, I, I think when feminism seek is out already, um, but like has not entered the consciousness of this world. Um, yeah, but it, it is almost, it's woke for its time in a way, isn't it? Like. It's talking about absolutely like, not. Yeah, I, you don't no. think so? The secretary Rosemary, is not Rosemary like, exists completely. Her whole purpose is just to prop up this fucking dude. Yeah, I mean, she that's all, like her literal whole thing is like, I'm happy to keep his dinner warm, and like that doesn't change. You don't think that's harshly tongue in cheek and no i think she no think really her cool. dream is her dream is Terrytown or new rochelle no dude that's like and at the end like at the end he like sort of is like oh you exist but he's not like he's not a changed character right there is the one song there is the one interesting song that i think like actually touched on something where it's like the the women saying, don't ruin the illusion for us. Like, you have to be Cinderella for him. Cinderella darling. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was that like, so, oh, well, I mean, if it's not tongue-in-cheek on any of that, it's it's pretty horrifically unreconstructed. Yeah. I mean, I'm it's sure. Terrible because to, me, to me, this is, a, this is like a blowjob musical. It's like, you take some woman as a first date, like, hey, let's go see this. Haha, ha, wasn't that funny? Now you have to suck my cock. Like, it just... down on infidelity with secretaries. Great. It looks down on, like, it maybe looks... It maybe looks down... No, it doesn't look down. It, like, no. has fun. It has fun. It's camping like, it, This it is like... You know, you know what song is tongue-in-cheek? What? A secretary is not a toy. <laughs> it's like, right. a secretary is not a toy. A wink. Unless she's, right. unless she's like, a bimbo, and then, yeah. Like, I don't know. I right, and Hedy Lamar or Hedy LaRue. LaRue is a whore, and she deserves being ogled. Um, I could see uh, like people going to see this who are like business people. Like that's probably New York theater going audience in 1962. Yeah, it's like, like account executives taking 
women to go see this and then but be it's like, also my like you could take your wife to go see that and she would laugh about it and she would be like oh of course he's not sleeping with the secretary like that's something you make jokes about you could also probably take the secretary to go see it too don't take your wife to go see this you take think, like no, your take mistress to go, go see, see this definitely. okay but i do want to talk a little bit about i think there's some interesting stuff happening in the songs um, so in the score, you did like there's a range of styles. Um, I, Bob Fosse um, did the staging for it, which I think is really, Whoa, really? yeah, which I think is really clear. In um, I really like. So there, I'm going to play a couple of songs I really like. Who's Bob Fosse? Bob Fosse? Is that a real question or like a <laughs> question? Uh, yes. Okay. So Bob Fosse is a like. A I'm, I'm Bob Fosse is like an iconic film director, but more importantly, theater choreographer. Um, so like when you super, think dude, style, super abusive, super abusive to women. You'd love him, super abusive like, to women. Very like minimal sort of like, I think you've maybe explained who, I, like I know his name, you've maybe explained this to me before and been horrified that I didn't know. He did, before. like he's famous for like Chicago cabaret, like these very jazzy musicals. Um, but you sort of hear it here. If I can take my coffee break, my coffee break, my coffee break, if I can take my coffee break, something within me dies. No coffee, 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 Bob Fosse probably had a lot of fun uh, chore choreographing. But you think that song is terrible, right? No. Oh. It's like a fun show. To you think the lyrics are terrible, right? No. It's like a, it's like a, it's not, a, I mean, it's not, that is, okay, so like, that is not a song that moves the plot forward, like this song. So I do think this that song- was some way better song. Uh, so the song I was gonna think that I think does some really interesting stuff is this song where we have Hold on, sorry to jump in. I think the thing about the coffee break song, though, it must have been a massive crowd crowd pleaser. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Everyone people, was just fucking rolling with that song. Everyone yeah. relates to that song, but it's a terrible song. Okay, but then this song I think is actually very clever, and this is a song between um, Rosemary and Finch sing it, but it's also narrated by her friend Smitty. But I can hear those two little minds ticking away. Now she's thinking. I wonder if we take the same bus. And he's thinking. There could be quite a thing between us. Now she's thinking. He really is a dear. And he's thinking. But what of my career? And she says, and he says, uh, Well, it's been a long day. Well, it's been a long, been a long, been a long, been a long day. 
about that is it uses the musical as sort of, and the song in a musical as sort of this like, has this moment that like breaks the rules of like the world so that we have this character who can like all of a sudden read minds and it sort of is accepted because it's a song. Um, and so we get this like sort of fun moment of internal monologue and we get this fun scene where there's like the distinction between internal monologue and like spoken and like, is it like, it's not like strange interlude or like, you know, there's other things that have done this before, but I think it does it in a really like clean way. And I think it's like, I think it's smarter than it could be. Yeah, no, I thought that was a small song. I like, if I was picking out a song as an example from this, that's that maybe brotherhood of man to its catchiness. Um, and then I think I believe in you is I'm gonna play this a little bit is like the most well-known song. You have the cool, clear eyes of a seeker of wisdom and truth. Yet there's that upturned chin and that grin of impetuous youth. Oh, I believe in you. I believe in you. I want to say that to myself every morning. That's going to be this guy, but that's, that's nothing but motherfucking Cole Porter, man. So, I mean, all of these songs, none of these songs want a good singer. That's an interesting thing about this musical. It's like, what would a good singer even do with this? Like, it, it's hard to like show off your singing voice. I mean, I think there is a Frank Sinatra cover of the song. Yeah. Let's see, let's listen. But I mean, yeah. Or like a... No, I think it's, what's, the, what's that dude's name? Bobby Short? Up, turn, chin, and the grin of impetuous youth. I believe in you. I believe. But I think this is, I think this is a role written for a, like an actor who can carry it to. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, the revival. I don't know who did it originally, Finch? Robert Morse. Who you said did uh, he was? He was. Uh, not, I was wrong about that. Oh, uh, who was Robert Morrison? Robert Morse. He's like a. I mean, he's known for this role. There's. I, I also really like. I think there's this interesting moment. I don't know if it was in your script. It was in the script I read that talks about his smile. Yeah, I like that. I I, I thought they were going to do that more. That was they right do at the beginning. Like they do it. Like when I've seen it live, it's done. No, they do it. So it it says about the smile. He has this like meta moment where he like looks at the audience and says look i'm like cheating my way ahead in a way or like lagging my way ahead is a better way of putting it not really cheating um but that was a neat like uh stage direction i was hoping they were going to say okay do the smile here do the smile here but he just leaves it up to the director to do the smile at other times i mean yeah i mean and i think the and the actor has this like gap tooth smile that like is really iconic and really works and it's the the revivals were like ferris bueller and and uh matthew Broderick and Daniel Radcliffe. right and like i don't know is matthew Broderick a good actor he, i liked ferris bueller i like war games yes but 
Is he actually a good actor? I think he's. Maybe. I think he's made. Work. He's made for this. He's made for this exactly. And is Daniel Radcliffe a good actor? I mean, he was Harry Potter. He was. I mean, I actually think this is that is more of a stretch for him, right? Like, I don't think I don't know if it is a stretch. It's like I don't think it's someone who's like oozes charisma. He was Harry Potter. Harry Potter's not like he doesn't use charisma. Okay, (laughs) he's not. He's like a virgin magician, dude. (laughs) Sure, yeah, (laughs) he's not. He's no uh, Hermione. Um. But I really enjoy the songs. I enjoy, I mean, I, I, I love Frank Lothar. Um, I don't mind that, like, I think Brotherhood Man is like a, I think it's just like a good, it's like, I, I am a fan of a well-crafted sort of stupid mid-century musical. Like, it just, like, it is so good for what it is. It's good for what it is. It's kind of ridiculous that when a Pulitzer Prize for drama. Like, so I think if you're talking about the state of like, if you're talking, like, I think in the way that, like, granted, I wish it was Guys and Dolls. I think Guys and Dolls is probably a better example of sort of being a, like, a perfect thing that just works. Um, but, like, things like this are, like, sort of the height of a type of art form. To put it in perspective, this is 62, right? Yeah. And I saw, like, uh, they don't award a Pulitzer the next two years. In 1963, the following year, the Pulitzer jurors chose Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Mm-hmm. And the, the Pulitzer wouldn't give it because it was too, like, vulgar or something. Should we read it? I'm going to read it, I think. But, like... You wouldn't read Oklahoma. Put this... I did read Or I listened to Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. Um, put this against... Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? They're like, it's a the different, different. It's exactly, different. but it's different. And but they're like, all, but they're all part of the American theater. But and so it's, I think it's the, I think it's the pride of responsibility to say like, to like, like this is a type of theater that like, this is the type of theater that gets people into theater. There's value in this. I think this is the type of theater that makes people think theater is not for me because it's this kind of shit. I, that's true too. Yeah. And if they see like, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf would be like, oh, that's what theater can be. It works both yeah. ways. And I think we're judging it in the same thing and we're using the same like ways to judge theater. And like, in like it's a Pulitzer Prize for drama. I found this charming. I could see even like, going to see it with Matthew Broderick and, and being like, you know, I, I, I like that. I like that. Well, but I will like, say, so it is the last... I was just imagining, I was imagining you going with him to go see it. Going with Matthew Broderick to go see it? <laughs> it is, oh, with John. It, I will say, it is the last, like, truly, like, musical comedy that wins the Pulitzer. The, the rest it's of the funny. Mu- It's funny. The rest, and the jokes are funny. Yeah. The rest of the musicals are, like, much more... I think clearly like they win for a concept or an issue or like, mm-hmm. like a chorus line is all about like the lives of dancers. Is and it the last comedy of any sort to win a poem? No. Oh, I, I guess, sorry. A Strange Loop is a musical comedy, um, but also has a concept. It's not the last comedy. Um, Are you sure? No. I think it might. I think we might be. Like, comedy does never wins an Academy Award, does it? 
famously. We'll have time out. I wonder if there's some more recent comedies though. The one that one this year sounds sort of funny. Um, I mean, certainly comedies have been shortlisted, like Dance Nation shortlisted recently. And is that funny? Yeah, the flick has some moments of being sort of funny. Anyway, I think I think the thing that's weird to me though is like this idea of this as a juggernaut, and it's like. I just, when I'm reading it, I was like, how much money has been spent producing this fucking piece of fucking shit? That's a good and it's, point, Mike. But it's like, what is all this money? What is all this effort and energy for this thing to live? What, what do people walk away with? No. And I guess like, but, but I think it's interesting. It's like, these things that are juggernauts, why does this cost so much money to put on? And like, yeah, I guess, I guess that's, that was the interesting thing to me because I like, there's versions of this, right? The movie Big is a version of this. Um, Say more about that. Well, it's like Big is basically, it also skewers the corporate ladder, but it's like, have you seen Big? Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, take away the book. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because he's a kid and it's like, a, it's a toy company. And, it's, you know, it's like, because he's a kid, he's still, he's able to work his way through it in, in the same way that this guy kind of works through it. But there's just, there's just no edge to this. Like the thing I loved about the apartment is like, it's a comedy, but she tries to kill herself. Like mm-hmm. if Hedy LaRue tried to kill herself or like if rosemary tried to kill herself i mean i i it's easy to point out why something isn't what it is mm-hmm. i i think i'm just scared of the american juggernaut that like yeah yeah we can also judge it against the apartment which that probably won an academy award or, or should have a billy wilder right um but like even guys and dolls guys and dolls I don't know that. That's mm-hmm. Guys and Dolls. I wouldn't think Guys and Dolls is very dark. Guys and Dolls, I think, is also. But the difference to me is like someone gives something up. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's a transfer that happens in Guys and Dolls. Like, the dude wants to get with the lady, but she's like part of the like Salvation Army shit or whatever. Well, then, you know what I mean? Also, like, how many people? So I remember you saying when. Uh oh. When. Um, when like uh, Death of a Salesman one you were like Willie Lomans go see this and Stanley Kowalski's don't go see like and the next year was like Streetcar Named Desire right or maybe year before like mm. Stanley Kowalski's don't go see theater um, but uh, Willie Lomans do in the same way I think that like people don't like are not going to see themselves in like the no no don't get me wrong don't get me wrong like, it's like i remember when i went with my father to go see jersey boys mm-hmm. i was like i don't want to <laughs> this me fucking terrible i still remember it in my mind now like He's going like to see it it doesn't care if i like it i'm there to be imprinted with the memory of the juggernaut you know, but I was, was going to be different, which is that I think that like 
like the, um, every, every like, character is, in is this. like I think a majority of the theater going audience like would have been like oh I work at a place like this like yeah that's recognizable right and I think every character in this play goes to see this play like yeah yeah that's what they do on yeah on this Friday night they take their secretary there or they take their wife there right the wives go together like oh yeah everyone everyone in this play goes to see this play and maybe they don't want to see who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. um but they do they did didn't they yeah I don't know probably some of the edgy ones I bet Finch did Finch would go see it Rosemary would like it maybe yeah Smitty, Smitty, Smitty likes it. it yeah um I mean I feel like we covered what we don't like about it I mean I think that like it hasn't <laughs> aged super well um, I'm. I was gonna look up. I didn't end up looking up. Like, I'm positive that the the Red Radcliffe one, I'm sure, got like retooled a little bit. Um, uh, maybe I, I know they uh, did. Uh, it won a Tony, or it, like was nominated for Tonys at least, because one of the things I looked up, he was performing at the Tony Awards. I mean, it was definitely nominated, but it's not. That's um, like pretty normal. Um, when was I mean that kind of been that long ago that it was revived, which is so it was 2011. That's insane. Why? Mad Men. Mad Men. It was a fucking juggernaut. Oh, and Anderson Cooper did the book voice. I, uh, uh, Walter Cronkite did, uh, it, Matthew I mean, so for in the 19th, it, with this year, it won best musical, best lead actor, best featured actor, best direction of a musical. Best producer. Um, it was nominated for best composer. I wonder who won that. Um, it won best actor for uh, Matthew Broderick, and it won best featured actor in a musical in the second revival for John Larquette. And he was the he was the boss. He was the boss. Daniel Ryan. John Larquette was in it. What? John Larquette was in it. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah, my high school did it in 1994, and it was already should not have been done in 1994. It's insane that it had two Tony-winning revivals since then. I mean, it's like I think that, like, yeah, I think that's to 2011. That is, that is madman. But because promises, promises happened at the same time don't have to have musicals no but that's why something will be like promises promises was redone with the dude from will John Hayes. Grace, right? it was terrible um it was i did not i saw that production i didn't like it it was revived in 2010 was the music by bert Bacharach? yes wow hmm. um there's a some there's like a really fun number in that actually um, as I was also going to say that I think that like I don't, I, I think of when I, th when I think of this I also think of like the influence of ha um, nine to five um, yeah. a movie but then also turned into musicals which I don't think it's interesting I I know um, who was the guy who won or Eugene O'Neill I know Eugene O'Neill did like a kind of office play but it was way weird and most of it wasn't in office i guess death of a salesman had like office-ish scenes yeah. kind of 
but it, that is interesting you saying like um you know we talked in i think the 20s or the 30s about like setting plays in the family and then mm -hmm. setting plays in like institutions Institution. like hospitals and it, it is interesting like like now the main venue perhaps is the corporate world the office i, I don't know i think it's also i think it's also interesting though that like the play that is set there the musical that is set there it's like it's a bankrupt place like morally you know they it, it, like it has no reason for being it, it's just yeah i don't think of i don't think of it as morally bankrupt i don't it's no. not even that interesting it's just worthless like it, they make widgets yeah Wicked, like, uh, like that's right. every the, the thing about every department is that it's it has no they have no the department titles have no meaning it's like it just exists to exist and somehow makes money and, and like anyone can get ahead in it and the silly book and yeah it kind of like but you Which have is, to be in a but, position to satirize that where like you couldn't do it now in a way mm -hmm. you couldn't well I, I think it's actually interesting that it does i think there's something interesting that it does basically say how pointless the whole thing is it does um and i get that it's like ridiculous that only this dude has the book it's not like he runs into someone else at work there that also has this book no yeah. you know what i mean or it's like we don't know how he got the book we don't know how he got the book like uh right the the jig is up before it even starts i think that's beautiful if you were to do john if you were to what how would you No, you're gonna say burn it down is there a, like can this you play yeah is there like a dream production is there something you could do to make it to recuperate it Well, it's weird because I just think of like, this thing is so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it, you could do anything you want with this. You know what I mean? And it like, like uh, you can have like an all female cast or like, you know what I mean? You could, you could do whatever to it maybe make it seem interesting it. Mm -hmm. but it's still fucking to me it's still just like and i get it it's like the end of camelot in like the early 60s yeah mm -hmm. i get it i get it but like maybe i'm just slightly sad that this thing will exist after i die <laughs> <laughs> It will. Um, That's a depressing oh, quote. Yeah. I think I do. No, I mean. Yeah. I want to. Have you. Did you read the source material? The. Uh, no. I mean, how like, to succeed in business. But it's like, it feels like it's like a Chuck Berry sort of like. Dave Berry. I think it's, I think it's like, no, I think it's more like, you know, those how to survive a bear attack books or like. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's mean? exactly what it is. It's a fake self-help book. Yeah. Um, it's probably it might be fun. I mean, I thought the the book and and the the lyrics were some of the best part of it. I thought like it was probably 
funny. Oh, it's definitely funny. Like it gets yeah. laughs. Yeah, it would it would get laughs. Um, the Rello, way better. I don't know. I, I I love a cop. I love a cop. I love a cop. I think I like this better, but that is not saying very much at all. This is a well. Not too long, we'll be doing a chorus line. I I don't know if there is a. It doesn't matter who you cast. You cast like you you meet so many actors who are like attractive and stupid, and like they're built for this role. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All, all roles in this. Like I will say, it's the, the this is the, the I feel like this is the first time I I the role I would play. Is a boss? No, I want to be Ponty. You want to be Ponty? I want to be the. Yeah, you do. I think it's yeah. a it's like it's a fun role. I think it's all. It's also a role. So sorry. I guess whatever. Or it is a. It is a. It is a lead role that is written like a secondary role. Do we like it is the most to be punty. I mean, I as in you, like does do you want? I don't know if I want to be punty, but like I mean, I think you want to be Hedy LaRue. Yeah, I do kind of want to be Hedy LaRue. Uh, but like, is that the audience is like the audience wants to be punty, right? The audience yeah. wants to be. I mean, that's that smiles, right? The smile. No, is they don't want to be punty. They want. They either want to. That's their son, or their. I mean, that's that's the genius. I don't. I, mean, think it, I don't, that's the I don't think it's designed the play. to play. I mean, it's, that's sort of the dark genius of this play, right? Is like what that smile does. Is it saying that like these people on stage are idiots, but like we're not right like yeah you like like you know what i'm doing yeah like aren't you clever like it yeah. do, like i would say that it's a blowjob show and that it like not that you're going to get a blow not that you're going to get a blowjob from your girlfriend but that i think the show like gives you a blowjob yeah like, it says that you're above all this like it even, says like, even though you're working that exact job like you get it you get it's it. terrible it's terrible it, that is kind of terrible i yeah so next week who would John be? Oh, John. He's the boss. I think you're Smitty. Oh, um, is, sure. he, is he the male chick clerk nephew? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm Bud. That's but me. I'm are, Bud. You, um, are you the company man, Mr. Twimble? Uh, yes, yeah, that's, that's who I am. I'm I, I think that's who I want to be. Yeah, you're. Yeah. My brain is the company brain. Unknown low cost theater while this thing lives for forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that next week we should. Well, it's interesting that John was so against really experiencing Oklahoma giving it a full episode, but I, just, I don't think Don? No, no, no. No, 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 man, coming down. It, it was did win. No, it didn't win. Uh, it didn't win. And I think obviously, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf is. A great play, in my opinion. John Terrible. Just liked it for some reason. You don't so like me? it? Why would I not like it? Because you don't like stuff for dumb reasons. We're going to read a delicate balance in a few weeks, but this, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it during a delicate balance. We'll talk about it during a delicate balance. It didn't win. It should have won. It didn't win. It so we're did not win, doing it. It wasn't allowed. To He's. Right. It's Christopher that is the. I'm not going to use the word about. <laughs> He's the national socialist about what we can read and what we can't read. Do you know what I'm I saying? I think that we shouldn't read it because it didn't win the Pulitzer. Oh, even though oh we read it. dear. I think he's the cop. Um, um, so next, the next play we're going to read is not next, not 63, not 64, but 1965. And the play is called The Subject with Roses. Hmm. 
What's that about? About roses. Uh, are we guessing? Is it yeah. A... I think it's about a... F- I, I think it's about a flower shop. The subject was roses. Mm-hmm. Not about a flower shop. It's... Uh, do you give roses when someone dies? Or is that a different... Lilies. Lilies. So, That's what the young people say now about giving someone their roses? things. Um... It's, it's something that happened in the past. It's yeah, it's something that happened in the past. It seems somehow unhappy to me. But maybe maybe it's a, a wedding that goes wrong. Uh nope. No? What do you think it is? No. War. No, it's not gonna be war, it's gonna be something else. Disease? It's gonna be, it's gonna be romance. I don't know. I think it's going to be I think there'll be romance in it, but that won't be the primary thing, and I think they'll be sad somehow. Fantastic. Okay. So, uh, next week. Yeah, we'll find out. All right, folks. Wait, what's the name of the song? Is this Stranger on the Shore? Yeah, man, I love this song, but it's a weird version. I try to find a different version for the call out. All right. Say goodnight, folks. Good night, folks. Yeah, this is the right one.